Paul and Angie Lingzo, founders of the Lingzo Fitness Academy, bring you the missing piece. Mission, mindset, and mechanics for your complete transformation. As creators of the Anti-Diet Mindset Reprogram, Paul and Angie have all the missing pieces you need to make the leap to your best life. Welcome to The Missing Piece. Welcome back to The Missing Piece. Before we get into today's topic, which I'll tease you with is quality over quantity. Let's make sure you know how to hang out with us outside the podcast and you can go over to missingpiecepodcast.com. There's links for everything in there. A free Facebook group. We do a bunch of trainings every single week. Links to this podcast. You can see all the old episodes. You can see what's going on with our 12-week answer diet, nutrition course, our strength training programs. You name it. All the stuff that we do is right there in one place. So, moving right into it. Um, Quality. Quality. Over. Quality over quantity. And I think this this is a natural human thing to do is to emphasize quality. It's a natural thing. And, you know, rightfully so. I think um, whether it's with work, certainly here in America, um, whether it's with sports, and this might be wrong-minded, but it's the way high school sports are taught. We're taught that the volume of work is the most important thing. And we say, and unfortunately, when we say hard work, it's always equated to, to the volume of work, to the quantity of work. And first of all, that's just not realistic. <laughs> you, you can't fire on all four or on all four. You can't fire on all cylinders forever, you know. Um, but more importantly, the more you redline, the more things break down. Right. And when things break down, you don't progress. And why are you working out if you don't want progress? Right. Right. I mean, who wants to, who wants to waste their time? So. When we look, what's the first thing that comes to your mind, Andrew? When you talk, when we talk about like quality and working out, where does quality get lost, and where can we bring it back in? I think when people are trying to go for quantity because they think that's what's mm-hmm. going to give them the result that they want, they lose out on the technique of the exercise. Yeah, totally. And if you just spent some time really learning a movement. And being able to execute it properly, and then you continue to practice it and get better over time, mm-hmm. you'd get a lot more bang for your buck with that movement. And you'd have a lot more time available because you wouldn't have to do as much work mm-hmm. that they think that they have to do in order to have that desired outcome. And I think that was a big thing we saw at the gym. Like so many people would come to us from, mm-hmm. you know, the, most of them had already been working out, right? But they might have sure. been doing a lot of group classes that were pretty mm-hmm. high volume or just doing what they saw mm-hmm. on social media. Sure. Uh, maybe some at-home videos. Yeah. Right? And yeah. we were kind of shocked by how poorly people would move. I mean, the squat is always the one that really stuck out to me. Like when we would, you know, bring people in for an intro session and we'd ask them, Hey, just show us how you normally do a body weight squat. Right. Or mm-hmm. what does your push up look like? It's just movements that if we get really good at, we could just spend time on those alone and have results. And I yeah. don't know. I think that technique was a big thing that people were shocked by that. We spent so much time teaching them. Yeah. And totally. And, and for, for those of you listening, this is, 
that what Angie's saying is true, but it was also a touchy subject because you don't want to shatter somebody's ego either. Well, and especially if they've been working out for a they, really They've been long working time. out and rightfully so they're proud of themselves and they're confident. And so when we say, Hey, like, you know, let's see a push up, and they're like, Oh, no problem. I can do 40, 50 pushups. And you see, you know, you see the common technique stuff, the head is shot way forward. The lower back is sagging. Maybe range of motion is, is, is shortened and stuff like that. You're like, okay, it's really good. Like, you know, you know, you don't want to be like, you suck. <laughs> and, and so don't, right. That don't, was never us. Yeah. So like, don't take that the wrong way. But what happened would be like the same person who came in and was like, Oh yeah. Pushups. Like I do them all the time. I can do 30, 40, 50 of them. And you know, we'd, we'd watch them and we'd, Hey, just, can we try and hold your hips this way? Get your core engaged. Can we, you know, can we try and, uh, can we get your head back in line, you know, do a couple drills to get their upper back and their neck back in line. You know, can we, can we see if your upper body can get below your elbows, you know, that sort of thing. And all of a sudden they're smoked after five pushups, you know, or, you know, um, or if we would elevate their hands a little bit, which is what we usually did to get people's technique better on push-ups. You get a full right, range so of motion. Rather dropping, than dropping to your knees. Rather than dropping to your knees, we would elevate your hands. And, and they'd be like, like their mind was blown. They'd be like, oh my God, 10 full range of motion push-ups with I my hands elevated. I've never felt I've my never, core. I've never felt my core. I've never felt my, my triceps. You know, and it's like, Like cool. my traps aren't aching from being right. up in my ears. Yeah. And so it was... It was a great lesson because like, man, it's not that you weren't quote unquote fit. Like you were doing a really high volume of work before, but with a little minor tweak, with a minor tweak, the quality went way up and you don't have to, you know, just drive yourself into the ground with that red line stuff anymore. Like, look, what, what 50 pushups used to do for you from a fitness standpoint can now be done in 10 reps, but you also don't get the sweet neck and lower back pain to go with it. Like that's a positive. Yeah. You know, and I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> right. So you technique know, that technique. That, yeah. I think that that would be my first one. That would definitely be the first one. And I mean, that's the, when you think about volume, that's the first thing that suffers. Either technique is going to break down or, or range of motion is going to get cut short. Right. And then because, so if, if volume is, you know, going to cut into your technique volumes also going to cut into your intensity. So for example, um, I do three sets of squats on my lower body day. Now three sets of four to six reps. Now you better believe that mentally I'm able to approach those with much higher intensity. I'm able to put more weight on the bar and do better technique because I don't see written on the paper 10 sets of 10. I'm not like, oh, I'm going to do 100 squats today. When <laughs> I see that on Instagram, when people are putting that up, I'm yeah. like, that is not yeah. for me. I right. wouldn't be able to handle it mentally. Mm-hmm. And I, Yeah, exactly. I just... You're just not getting out of... You're not getting that much out of it anymore because the intensity, the volume, if the volume gets that high, by default, the intensity is so low and the technique is going to break down anyway. You're actually working against yourself. You're actually working against yourself. So there is a balance. Volume and intensity are on opposite sides of the equation. You have to, the thing, the weight, especially lifting, has to be hard enough to actually create a stimulus in your body. Therefore, the volume can't be absurd because as the volume goes up, obviously the weight goes down. 
So there's a balance point in the middle. And for it's different for, you know, whatever. We can get into specifics some other time, whether you're a power lifter or a bodybuilder or just, you know, random random gym bro like myself. There's 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 a balance point. And when you go beyond that balance point, you're just doing more for the sake of more. And you're actually working against yourself and, and you're not even getting more out of it. Right. Which, I mean, that's that's the area of my life I try to avoid at all costs. More effort for less reward. Like, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as I sense that. Nope. I'm out. So um, that's in, that's intensity. So by just by definition, uh, and you, uh, think of it another way. If you're going to run 10 miles, you, you'll physically be forced to slow down. So running intensity is usually measured by speed pace. So obviously you can run one mile at a much faster pace than you can run 10 miles. And it's the same, it's the same concept with lifting as well. Volume goes up, intensity has to come down. And also I got news for you on that 10 mile run, a mile 10, if it, you know, if, you know, if you're me <laughs> or any sort of like intermediate type runner, your form is broken down. You know, obviously the, the better, more endurance you have, the, the, the further okay. you push out that yeah. threshold. But, um, you know, volume is going to, is naturally too much volume is naturally going to cut into the, your ability to do proper technique. It's going to cut into your ability to do the proper intensity of the exercise. All right. So next up, rest, rest and recovery because proper intensity will require you to rest both within the workout and then in between workouts. Yes. So if you're jumping around, station to station again you're working against just like if you're if you're only resting 30 seconds there's a specific place for that if you're trying to do some anaerobic conditioning or if you're trying to build up your strength endurance or whatever or, or if you're in a very specific phase of bodybuilding but if you're only resting 30 seconds between sets you're really kind of just working against yourself because you can't go that heavy anyway you can't go heavy enough in your next set to really get the most out of it anyway or if you're resting 30 seconds and then maybe doing something like a burpee in between your sets, which we used to see it, you know, yeah. observing at different places. It's like, no, you really need to rest. Like, yeah. So, yeah, exactly. So it's so same deal, right? Whether whether you're doing your next set or whether you're doing a different exercise in between. Right. If if you're not allowing your system to rest, the the integrity of the next set is compromised because all you've done is accumulate more fatigue which cuts into your technique, which cuts into your intensity, which cuts into everything else. And therefore you're working against yourself. So if, you know, again, there's, there's not a lot of like written in stone rules, but we're talking about stuff that most people want, which is increased strength, uh, increased muscle, muscle tone, that sort of stuff. Basically any, any type of lifting, any type, if you're lifting at all, you want to rest in between sets. And you want to rest between workouts too. I was going to say, that what goes, about resting between workouts? That goes without saying like more is not always better. Right. And I made that mistake for a really long time. Yeah. I would work out hard seven days a week and my joints started to hurt. I, my form would break down when I would be progressing. All of a sudden I would totally stall out and the amount of weight that I could do would just completely go down. And it wasn't until I really started to understand that. Resting more actually gave me more of the body that I wanted and more of the strength that I was looking for. And I think that's a huge one with ladies is we think more is better, like more workouts, not even just more repetitions. Just mm -hmm. And I had so many women that used to do two times a day, sometimes three times a day workouts and never recovered. It would be from Peloton ride to a strength class to like a bar class. It's all a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And I think that if we could touch a little bit more on that of 
what happens during recovery? Like, why do we need to rest between workouts? I mean, we could, we could definitely start with an analogy, you know, with, with, with study. Do you, do you tell your kids to pull all nighters when they're in college or high school? I mean, you, you probably don't, right? You would, you would probably recommend that they consistently show up to class well rested so that they can approach that class with the proper intensity, i.e. ability to pay attention, take notes, etc., and do that consistently so that the material stacks on top of each other each week. And by test time comes, they barely have to study. You would probably recommend that. You probably wouldn't recommend that they don't go to class, i.e. take a week or two or three or four or start over on Monday, eight weeks in a row on their workouts and then get pissed at themselves and hate themselves and decide that they should just stay up for an entire week straight studying. You probably wouldn't make that advice. It's probably not the best learning environment anyway. It's probably not going to sustain. It's probably, it's going to get subpar results to begin with. And those results wouldn't even be sustained anyway. You probably wouldn't recommend that. Right. And then you probably wouldn't recommend that they show up to class and do an all nighter. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. You probably wouldn't recommend that. Why? Because by day two, their their results are already by you know you go to class day one, well rested, crush it, take notes, blah 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 blah. Stay up all night because more is better, right? So crank some crank some Adderall or whatever the kids do these days, bunch of caffeine. Study those notes all night long. Go to class the next day; they're already in an impaired state to learn. The, 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 the second day of class is already less effective for that student than day one. So repeat that indefinitely just because more is better. You would never give that advice. The physiology of your body is not that much different. You, you, you go in and what we're doing when we're working out is actually we're putting a stimulus on the body. We're, we're, we're putting a very specific, we're pushing it in a certain direction so that after the gym, it recovers and it go and it says to itself, wow, I might be asked, you know, I was just asked to lift more weight for more reps than I have before. I better grow back stronger so I can meet that demand next time. And that's the recovery process. So you work out and then you recover. And if you're skipping the recovery part, you're never going to make any progress because that that's literally where the progress is made. The progress isn't made in the gym. Just the stimulus is put is put on in the gym. And then in between workouts is where your body, when you sleep, when you fuel it with proper nutrition, that's when the body's actually repairing itself and coming back stronger and getting ready for that next workout. So if there's no space in between, there's never any time to, to recover. To truly recover. To truly recover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. The last one. What's the last Setting one? Setting some benchmarks. Setting no? some, you know, some progression. A way to progress. Yeah. I mean, just like, just like anything else, I mean, you want to... You want to measure your progress, you know? Um, So I see too many workouts where it's just the end goal is just to sweat. Just see how many calories are burned on your watch. Right, right. And I don't know. That just doesn't get me out of bed in the morning. And again, if like we talked about in the last one, if that's what you're looking for, an endorphin rush just to feel it, great. But if you have a different goal in mind... Benchmark's a great way to do it. And I love how you used to say at the gym, hey, we treat most of our sessions like practice. You're just showing up, you're putting in the work, 
you might have a good day. Some days you might not have not such a good day, but we're just progressively getting better over time. And then we're going to have game day. And that's where we're going to try to hit a new personal record or we're going to go all in as hard Mm -hmm. as we can. And I think most people just want it to be game day every day. Or every work. Yeah, right. <laughs> or that's their missing piece. They right. think it has to be like that. They think it has to be. It is, it's so interesting, too, because sometimes I'll get, you know, sometimes I'll hear the old, like, I was an athlete and I want to train like an athlete. And, but then the mentality they're coming in with is is to redline every single day. I was like, well, that's not how athletes train. Right. You know, that's just not how they train. They have one extremely hard session a week, you know probably one or two moderate and a lot of easy work. You know, if you're in football, which is one of the most, you know, hard physically demanding sports out there, there's literally an entire day of practice. That's watching TV. You're watching, you're watching film, you know, because you can't go full contact every single day. You just can't. And so when you, when, so the mindset shift isn't, it's not wrong that you want to push hard. It's that you need to be able to select when to push hard. Right. And, and what happens if you want to go hard, which is good. I actually admire that mentality. You need, you need to pick and choose your spots because if you think you can go hard every day, what ends up happening is your easy days aren't easy enough and your hard days aren't hard enough. And you're just stuck in this no man's land that is kind of hard to recover from, but doesn't really give that much progress. And you just, you're just stuck in the middle. And so that's not, that's not really how an athlete trains. They have peaks and valleys, mm-hmm. right? And so by having those valleys, which are quote, easy days, having the down days and having most days be moderate and easy, when it comes time to put it all out there, they can put it all out there because there's no fatigue. Like, you know, they're, they're not all, they're not all beat up. They're from not ha- totally burnt out. They're, they're not totally beat up and burnt out from having yeah. to put it all out there all week, you know? So, um, it's so yeah so so, set, benchmarks. so setting benchmarks is a good thing to do and so just having a test and this is one thing I think CrossFit actually does really well is they have their benchmark workouts and you know it'll be just you know it's like this many squats this many pull-ups this many whatever for time and so every you know whatever month or whatever however they program it you know it depends on the gym every month or every two months it's like it's benchmark day that's all they do that day they warm up and they do that little test and it's like 10 minutes, mm-hmm. but it's everything you got for 10 minutes. And it also tells the truth about what you've been doing for the last four to eight weeks. Was it building? Was it progressing you or was it not? And then you probably don't want to do it again for another eight weeks. <laughs> exactly right. If you, if you test it, if you test yourself and you really, and you really test, test yourself, yourself, you do not want to do that thing again for an, at least another month. Well, and you can use barbell club too, for an example, at yeah. the gym, like it's fun. Yeah. It's fun at the gym. So we're, we're, I was going through some stuff at the house and I found our, um, manual for I f- it. I found the manual for it. And it was, it was actually maybe one of the favorite things I've ever done in my career was create this little club. And because not the everyday user at the gym, you got to realize was intimidated by barbells. Didn't want to go super heavy, like that sort of thing. But there was, there's some people who did 
and we 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 it's put like an it, underground club. It was the, just wanted to lift heavy. So we set up a separate class just for barbells. Playlist was you know democratically selected. Everybody brought in their own selections, and we created a little PDF, little spiral bound notebook that had a detailed. I think it was six or eight week plan. You know, strength training plan. We tested on day one. You know, where's your barbell at? Wait, before you get into it, I kind of think it's fun to hear, like, what was our age group? Was it male and female? What did these people do for a living? Like, it was such a different group. Like, we had from, you know, Dr. Ree, who's our dentist, super amazing, right? To (laughs) Sue, who, Sue, I think you're in your 50s. Yeah. But Sue, yeah, she was a a teacher for a long time. To Allison, who is a practitioner. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. Firemen, carpenters, doctors, yeah. lawyers. What was what were Dan and Lauren? Dan's like a scientist. He's an engineer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all all sorts. It took all types. But that's why I feel like yeah. it's cool from But it was cool. Yeah. And so we tested on day one and based off of those test results we did a program for six to eight weeks. And then we retested and retesting was a really big fun day. Like every, like when you were testing your max, the, the entire gym had to stop and watch you. And that was like super fun. Cause if you were competitive at all and you remember that there's the thing about competition is it's not, can I do this thing? Cause you can do the thing in practice. It's, can I do it on somebody else's watch? Right. Can I do it when somebody else says go? And we would be doing the clap, get it on video. And, and it was awesome. And, and, you know, and, and it was very tangible progress And what that did by having the, the test on the front end uh, and the test on the back end, it made every single day make sense like I'm showing up, I'm doing the work, I'm building towards this thing. And I think mentally it just keeps you so engaged. Yeah. You know, mentally it just keeps you in the game to know like, hey, I'm just building towards something. You know, that's it. I mean, that was a really fun club. We did bench press and deadlift. And they did and, it one day a week. So when we're talking about quality over quantity. Right. Well, they, they did our normal gym workouts. Well, yeah, they did their with like kettle, stuff. With there. kettlebells and stuff. And then they did a, a specific strength barbell program one day a week. You know, after and they after, just got really, really good at it. Like, they, like everything we just talked about, like we honed in the technique. We made sure that the weight was appropriate, you know, both in terms of not going too heavy that your form sucked, but not going too light that you weren't seeing progress. We made sure that it was intentional and we and we tested it and we had benchmarks and, you know, we went for it. Yeah. So that was it's, it's kind of funny that you brought that up because I literally just came across my little spiral bound thing. I'm like, you know what? Honestly, this is one of the favorite things I've ever done in my career. It was, it was the most fun. And it was, when was it? Summer before COVID? Yeah. Or, or before? Well, because then we went into the Beach Body Club, which was yeah, pretty fun too. Which is pretty much the same thing, but with assistance work. Yeah. Anyway, it was awesome. Beach Body, not the videos, by the way. Right. Beach Body, not TM. So, all right. So that's it. That's the missing piece. That, the, yeah. When so, it comes to. Yeah, the missing piece is quality. Right. Missing piece is quality. Own your technique. Make sure it's hard enough or not too hard. <laughs> Make sure it's the proper intensity, let's just say. Be okay with recovering. Be okay with recovering. Resting's a good thing. And set, set some benchmarks to see if you're moving in the right direction. Mine right now, body weight bench press. Body weight bench press. That's awesome. Good. I don't know that I have What is yours? Now. I mean, uh, and that's just it. You also don't always have to have a benchmark. Yeah. We, that's a different 
<laughs> my benchmark is literally week or my progress is shown week to week in the style that I, sh- that I show up. So I'm literally just looking at the last time I did this workout and I try and literally do one more rep across the three sets that I do. And if I do that, I'm good because mentally with all the other stuff we got going on right now, that's all, that's, that's all I got. That's all I got in the tank. Yeah. I think that's it though. Yeah. Cool. All right. We'll catch you next time guys. <laughs>